And just like that, it's over, Chris. Your first season as an Inter Miami fan, your first season as a season ticket holder, our first season recording this podcast, yeah. and it comes to an abrupt end uh, in a baseball stadium of all things. And I guess we're going to get into that. But I, how are you feeling today, Chris? Well, I mean, look, I'm sad just like every other Inter Miami uh, fan at this point. But, you know, uh, um, season's over. All we have to do is uh, look forward to the next season. We were playing with house money, I think. And before I, I, we get rolling, I did want to mention one thing real quick because I already had uh, two people come at me from NYCFC. <laughs> so to enter Miami fans <clears throat> that maybe have NYCFC fans talking crap to them, please remind them that when they had their playoff debut like we just had tonight, they lost 7-0 to zero in aggregate. Okay. Oh, nice. So they also had quite a rough debut, a little rougher than we did, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, is so pretty please rough. remind them that they were where we are now. And at that point, they had three DPs. They had David Vija, Pirlo, and Lampard. We only had one. So just remind them where they came from and remind them that this is our second full season because that first season was kind of weird with COVID. Now, and with all that said, I don't want to hear any Inter Miami fans saying in any which way that us playing in a baseball stadium was an excuse as to why we lost. Yeah. Because we ju- we would have lost there. We would have lost at Red Bulls Arena. We would have lost at, at Drive Pink Stadium. We would have lost at Central Park. We would have lost yes. at the park around the corner. We would have lost anywhere because N- NYCFC was far the superior team today. Well, I think it definitely doesn't help that the defense – uh, they had three fatal mistakes. I mean, listen. It was more than three. It was yeah. more than three. Well, I mean, Dra- three. Drake Callender. What was it that we were crapping on Drake Callender for all year? His footwork, right? He yeah. couldn't get the ball out of, out to his defenders. And what happened? On the 28th minute, he tried to get the ball. I think it was to Mota. Completely missed him. And that led to the double doink. We yes. should have been losing by like three goals at halftime. I, I don't know yeah. how we were 0-0 zero, zero at that point. Yeah, well, I think that, of course, a couple lucky bounces and a couple lucky doinks in the first half was able to keep us in the game zero to zero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was mistakes made in the sense of, you know, passing uh, definitely in the second half. In the first half, it was pretty sloppy. I mean, I didn't see any organization as far as, like, uh, the passing is concerned. In the beginning, I loved the energy. The first 10 minutes or so, I love the energy that the team was bringing on the field. I thought we looked good the first couple of minutes. The first, like you said, 10 minutes. When we got that goal from Higuain, I was like, that's it. Like, they've been playing great. They're pressing. Yeah. It's working. We got the first goal. And as soon as they called that on, on offside, I felt like that was the moment where everything yeah. just fell apart. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't because of that. I just, NYCFC started pressing and we couldn't handle the press. We don't have the skilled players to handle something like that. Well, and go ahead. No, no, you were going to say, you were going to say, sorry about that. <laughs> what I was going to say, and I, I know you probably want to get into it a little later, but I'm just going to jump the gun. That's why I thought that Bryce Duke should have started. Yeah. When you're playing at this condensed field that it's so tight, you need players that can handle the ball with their feet, with the ball at their feet. Bosuelo can do that. Iguain can do that. Uh, Robert Taylor can do that. And after that, those three, the next person's up is Bryce Duke outside of them. Who's going to really handle the rock at their feet? Well, Not many people. And 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 one of the one of the things that I was really concerned about was not just Bryce Duke not starting, but 
Campana, nowhere to be found. Not on the bench, not starting. I mean, yeah, I just I couldn't believe. Right, I expected. I, I ex- go ahead. You were gonna say. I was gonna say. I, t- I told you he wasn't with the World Cup at, at, at right, with next month. That that killed it. I promise you that if the World Cup was the next month, he would have tried to play. Bosuero has no chance of making the Spanish team, so he's out there. But Campana has a chance of playing in the World Cup next month, so he's not going to risk it getting re-injured. I mean, but the thing is, the way that I looked at it, right? If if he was, if and I'm speaking of Phil Neville at this point, if you're going to try to make a push into the playoffs and try to get, like I said in the last podcast, as many goals on the field as possible. I mean, putting in, putting Campana and even even on the bench. You know, you're talking about one thing that I, I want to mention in this game that I thought was really lacking was the pressure on the defense consistently throughout the game. And uh, as far as from our perspective on their defense, and well, we, you know, we got caught on the counter a lot, though. And well, they, let's they, okay. They did it for the beginning of the game, but they had to stop. All right, let's 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 start this from the from the get go, shall we? So all we're right. gonna look at we're gonna take a look at the starting eleven, right? All right. I texted right. you and I said, uh, you know, it's a nice starting eleven. It's uh, you know, there's no campana, so that to me was very shocking. Um, you know, you got you got Iguain up at the top, you got Lasseter playing on the left wing, you got Taylor on the right wing, and then you got the little triangle of Posuelo, Gregory, and uh, and Mota. And then you got the back four with McVeigh on the left. You got Yedlin on the right. And then you got Mabika. And then you got Lowe. And then, of course, Calendar playing in, in the goal. Now, I didn't have any issues with the center backs. I thought that the center backs were perfectly fine. Yedlin, of course, he's granted, right? McVeigh, to me, I just, I, and, and I'm, we're going to cover this a little bit talking about the game. But to me, this was a shining example on why I feel like McVeigh is not a good fit for a left back. And in terms of in terms of like the left back is concerned, man, there's a really big gaping hole there. Now, as far as the midfielders, I didn't have any real problems with. Um, you know, we have the substitution, the substitutes, which were uh, Gibbs, Joma Jones, uh, Marsman. You got Harry Harvey Neville. And then you got Sailor, and then you got Breck Shea, Bryce Duke, Uyoa, and Vasilev. I mean, what did you think about the starting 11 and the backups? What was your perspective well, when you first got that alert? The first thing that caught my eye was that Bryce Duke wasn't on the field. I-, I told you last game, he needed to be on the field because we need Pozuelo and Duke to be manning the middle of the field when you're going to have to connect, string together passes. As much talent are, as possible. Right. And, and those are the two guys that can string together passes. We know that. We've been watching this team. Just like yes. – and this, Look, this is the issue I have with, with doing this, this show sometimes is because I speak and I understand. I don't have the experience that somebody like Phil Neville does. He of played course. professionally. He's a coach. So I'm, I'm a fanalist. So I, I get it. We're but all – I can only speak – Both of us. Right. But I feel like sometimes – some things are almost obvious, and it's frustrating because I. It's hard for me to say that to somebody that's a, a professional, but it's almost obvious. If you need to string together passes in a condensed field that's 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 more narrow, why would you not have Bryce Duke out there with with Pozuelo? Pozuelo had no room to move because he had nobody to get the ball to. Everywhere he well, turned, there was a body. 
Well, one of the things that Phil Neville mentioned is, and and he said Bryce Duke felt like he need, like he should have started, and he agreed that Bryce Duke should have started. He just said that he didn't think that Bryce Duke fit the the formation and fit the game plan because they then asked him the about. Formation. Then change well, the formation. You they, change the formation to accommodate. I bet you if Campana's playing, that's not the formation they play. Well, and that's what he mentioned in the in the post-game press conference. He said the reason that the diamond worked, because he was asked about the diamond, he said the Pump reason the it diamond. worked. Just get Bryce Duke out there. Well, and the reason that he mentioned it is because he said, well, Campana was starting and Higuain a little bit was different because we didn't have Campana, so then they didn't start Bryce Duke. Again, you and I, I think, are in the same boat in, in agreement in terms of having Bryce Duke the most talent on the field uh, as possible and either having Lasseter or or Taylor take a take a seat. Lasseter. Yeah. I love Taylor on on, on the on the pitch. Now, another thing that bothered me. I was upset with the with with the players out there with with the formation. But we were somehow 0-0 zero, zero at half. Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Okay, he experimented. It didn't work. We have a chance to get Bryce Duke out there." Yeah. Bryce Duke isn't there to start the second half. Okay. Maybe he'll be the first sub. Which he was. Lasseter come no, Lasseter comes off. Who was the first sub? Oh, yeah. That's Your right. Your boy, was- Indiana Vasilev. How is Indiana Vasilev coming onto the field before Bryce Duke? We used to play up the wings to start the season. That did not work for us. And, and we the started part- doing well once we started playing up the middle. Why do we change right when the playoffs begin? This makes no sense to me. Well, and, and the worst part is, is that the goals came on right after Vasilev came on. I mean, that yeah. just makes it triple dog worse. Just to have Vasilev get on the field and immediately three goals. I mean, obviously, Vasilev isn't the, the, the reason behind it. but No, I mean, but you know what? Before we get into the goal, you were asking about the starting 11. Yeah. And I've told you for weeks now that my ideal 11 has Sailor in the back instead of Mabika. But over the last few weeks, I've just gotten used to seeing Mabika out there. And I've told you, I think he's clumsy. I think he's slow. But he's out there. Whatever. Obviously, for some reason, Neville likes this guy. I guess because he's tall. Because that, that's that's all the only positive I see from having him back there. But man, well, he got a he got a doink. Yeah, he got a doink. Yeah, for sure, he got a doink. <laughs> how how did, when I watched Mabika and Low run into each other, oh, and then Low at least has the decency to try to run down the ball or the player running with the ball. And Mabika just starts jogging back. He doesn't think to himself, you know what? I know that this is a small field, but there is still some space on this right side. Maybe yeah. I should look up to see if there's any opposing player filling in this space. No. He just starts jogging and watching the play. That was infuriating. So much so. Or No, you know what? He didn't get taken out in time because they scored a second goal because of him also. That's right. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me, what did you think of this of that first goal? Well, I mean, look, as far as the goals, to be cons- to be honest, I really thought that McVeigh, um, one of the goals for sure was his fault, and I believe it was the second goal uh, where he didn't cover wide. Uh, he didn't cover wide on the second goal, and that's where they had the open assist uh, and, and, and scored the goal because the man on the wing was so wide open. Um I felt the same thing as you. You know, Mabika, he saw 
the man running. I don't know why he didn't catch up he to him. Didn't I don't see know. him. He was. I don't know what the hell. He was like in a daze. It was. A, I don't know what he a, thought he was. It's a lack of awareness. I mean, I think that he saw him, but it's I think a lack that he, of urgency. Well, I think that he anticipated that another defender was going to kind of come into the place, and then that's he was going to take that guy's Look, spot. I know you're trying to make an excuse for him, but that's bullshit. You cannot be counting on other players to cover your ass. Yeah, of course. Like it. it it, it was it was really frustrating. It was very frustrating. It was and, a very and, frustrating match. Man, I I I, I don't like Mabika. He and he seems like he's a really nice guy too. Like when yes, I hear he him is. speak, he seems like he's a really nice guy. So I feel bad, but I don't want to see him on the field anymore. Like this year, like towards the end of the season, somehow he found his way back to the starting eleven. But I prefer seeing McVeigh back there. I like seeing McVeigh at, at center back. I want them to bring in a new left back. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're gonna get into this later episodes when we talk about next year. But yeah. I like a new and bring McVeigh into into the center back. Him and yeah. and Lowe didn't look good either. But Lowe has highs and lows. At least he has highs and lows. I don't have. Do you remember any highs from Abika this year? I don't remember any. He had like a nice little uh, a skill play on the sideline yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But other than that, I don't remember him doing absolutely anything positive. I mean the the I mean look there's nothing shining that you can be able to I guess mention I mean it's probably I'd like to take a look back in the in, in the entire season look at all the games and really get an understanding of how well our team played uh throughout the season I mean that's going to be tough to watch but I don't know I mean I don't think that he was great I don't think that he was terrible I feel like he was just you know he was he was he was all right he was serviceable I guess Inter Miami did this to themselves. You know why they did this to themselves? Because we, at least I claimed, and I know a lot of other people claim that we're a great home team. Yeah. We are. The last game of the season, we came out and shitted the bed. Yeah. We got rocked by Montreal. And I know Montreal is a great team. And the chances of us winning that game were small. Oh, yeah. But we had to show up. If we win that game, we're playing the Red Bulls, one of the worst home teams in the league, in the first round. You saw what Cincinnati did to them. Oh, yeah. But we lost. We ended up playing against NYCFC, which, one, didn't know where we were going to play up until yeah. a couple days before the game. And, two, they're one of the best home teams in the league, I think only behind Philadelphia. So this is all on Inter Miami for showing up and not you know, for the, not showing up the last game of the year. They needed well, to show up that game. And, and NYCFC, they're just going to get destroyed by Montreal, I believe. Montreal is just going to have their way with them. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, look, NYCFC has, has – they're a good team. That's why they're the defending champs. I mean, I understand the last year they had the asterisk because maybe they wouldn't have beat Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not a bad team. They're obviously better than us. So yeah. I, I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Montreal. I felt I felt that an, another thing, like I said, the passing the passing accuracy was brutal. Um, so many turnovers. There was a lot of turnovers. I mean, look, the one thing that you mentioned about Calendar, we've been talking about it all season. You know, he does have to get better on his passing. That's something that he's definitely going to have to work on in the off season. Uh, mm -hmm. Because every time that I saw that he would kick it, it would essentially go to an NYCFC player, and essentially, it's based. He's just basically kicking it just to get it out to midfield, so that way they can be able to start their attack you know, from a further spot. Other than that, I mean, you could see all the defenders pushing up against him too just to be able to make sure that they don't that he doesn't pass it close 
and they want him to lob it over because of the fact that they may get the turnover. We started with the press, right? We Phil Neville said that he was going to go for the win, and we started yeah. that way, right? Up until the point where they call that offside goal. And NYCFC did the same thing. They just did it a lot better. And I don't yeah. know if they did it better or our players just aren't as good as their players, and they were able to get out of that pressure. And just I felt like every single time that they got the ball on our half, they were creating chances. I don't know how yeah. many goals uh, or shots they ended up with, but I felt like it was just, just – opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and it was like man like we don't deserve to win this game yeah baseball field or not we got our ass kicked from beginning to end well it was was a rough way to end this year it definitely was rough i mean it you would have liked to see more competitive uh play out of your team you would have liked to see more of a closer a closer game than what you did with 3-0. And the third goal, I mean, that is just filthy. You know what? That was Mota trying to catch Sailor, and Sailor just, look, the lack of urgency. At that point, it looked like Sailor didn't even want to be on the field. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating to see these professional athletes kind of just lollygagging. And I get it. It must be frustrating to be out there. It's the 90th minute. In the rain. Down 2-0. It's raining. You know that you basically lost. The season's over. You're probably like, you're probably like, just blow the fuck. You're checked out. Right. But it was so apparent. And NYCFC was still out for blood. They're like, you know what? I know the game's over, but I want to keep scoring. And it it was obvious the lack of urgency on our side and the want to kick our ass on the other side. Like it, it was, it was worlds apart. And now, I know I've heard I've seen already people asking for Neville's job. Oh I no! Gonna, I I don't want to get too into this because we can the get into kill this Phil next squads week. are out. The kill Phil They're, squad is out. <laughs> I mean, is that what we're doing? They're out we're, already. They're out. But and we'll get into this more next week. But we were after the first five games, we had one point. We had one draw and four losses. Before the season started, everybody predicted 10th place in the East, right? More or less, on average, yeah, 10th place. somewhere around there. After the first five games, even I thought we were going to be the worst team in the league. <sighs> and on the last day of the season, on decision day, there was an actual chance that we could be hosting a playoff game if we won and the Red Bulls lost. Obviously, it was a tall task. Maybe the chances were slim, very slim, but the chance was there. To go from probably the worst team in the league after five games to the possibility of hosting a playoff game on decision day, you can't tell me that Phil Neville had nothing to do with that. I know a lot of people are going to say that. Daniel, I'm looking at you. A lot of people are going to say that. But Phil Neville did a hell of a job, in my opinion. I mean, he did. and and Up until today when he changed the tactics for no reason. But overall, I think he did a, a great job. I mean, yeah, other than other than today and the setup that he did, I feel like he took the the pieces that he had. I mean, we're missing DPs all over the place, right? We got Iguain half the season. He's not even playing. At least it, that's what it, it felt was, like. No, no, it felt like if Iguain was so absent the first half of the year that yeah. he was nominated for comeback player of the year. No injury. He didn't even miss. Coming back from where? 
coming back. Like, yes, I, like I'm I'm happy that Instagram Miami player got nominated for this award because I mean, awesome for us to get nominated for any award. Yeah. Well, where's he coming back from? The other two players are actually one actually had left MLS for a year and came back, and the other one was actually injured last year, only played like ten or eleven games, and is coming back from injury. Where the hell is he going coming back from? I mean, he's coming back from not caring, I guess. Yeah. From, or, from being benched, from being checked out, yeah. I and mean, again, I, I don't, I don't want to get on Iguain because he he did phenomenal. I, I, yes. I've done my whole I'm sorry Iguain thing, and the way he ended the season was an awesome way to end his career, or whatnot. Man, that's kind of weird. That's how bad he was in the first half of the year that he got nominated for comeback player of the year. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, <laughs> I think that you're a hundred percent right with that but as far as talking about phil neville is concerned i feel like he did the best with the pieces that he had he only had one dp which was absent for the first half of the season he took a lot of young guys tried to make them as efficient as possible was finally able to put them together with posuelo and then posuelo came on and then magic hit and look phil neville look like we said, we're going to get into this next week, so I don't want to get too yeah. into it right now. But when we got Pozuelo, he changed his complete tactics. Yeah. From going from, from the wings to playing up the middle. He, and this he, game. He, except for this game. And, again, I, man, when I saw them running up the wings with, with Taylor and Lasseter, I was like, what the hell are we doing? But whatever. Yeah. That, that's he, cha- he wasn't hard-headed enough to be like, okay, even with Pozuelo, we're still going to play this way. No, he's like – you know what? Let's change this. Oh, Campana and Iguain are here. Diamond for me. Like, he's been changing. He's been doing yeah. – I thought he's been doing a decent job. So, the way he took this team from the bottom of the dumps with 19 new players this season and took them all the way to their first playoff berth, I give him credit. I'll give him another year. With one DP. With one DP, yes. I mean, Pozuelo's kind of like a second DP. I but, guess. But, again, o- officially, we had – officially one dp only for half the season and then another dp kind of again for the second half of the season only so so we had a half dp and a and a quarter dp basically <laughs> and, and and we kicked ass when we had both of those going yes i mean look this uh, speaking of the game i mean i wish it would have been better especially for Iguain. i feel like if uh, if there would have been a, a closer game maybe a 2-1 going to NYCFC with a goal by Iguain, I felt like it would have been easier to digest a little bit. But since it was 3-0 and with no goals scored and with the way that those goals were scored against us, it really is going to leave a sour taste and a kill Phil squad uh, rising from the ashes to fire Phil. And um, I-, I think it's unjust. We'll probably cover that on the next podcast just so that way we can go and have an overview of of, of how the season of the season went, really. right because I I need this I need to digest this maybe I'll feel different yeah. when I like look back at the game look back at the stats I'm gonna watch the game over again you know maybe, maybe you'll be maybe, maybe I'll maybe be like you, you know what maybe Daniel's right let's get rid of Phil we'll get my the two Daniels also, my my father oh my god my father hates Phil Neville and he's been asking for his job since the first game since before the first game of the season I'm like my god give him a chance. My father's constantly on me. He's like, yo, 
Are you going to ask for Phil job this 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 episode? Like, what, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> well, now you and Danny, hopefully, I mean, de- depending on how you feel, you and the other Daniel on Twitter will finally be able to merge together and start the 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 fire no, fill squadron. I'm not there. I said not I, there I, yet. I, maybe maybe. I, maybe after I digest this, maybe I'll, I'll change my mind. But right now, maybe. we're recording this right after the game. I don't feel like that right now. Now, before we wrap this up, I feel for Iguain. For a few reasons, he had a, a great career, yeah. right? He played Real Madrid, Juventus, Napoli. He played big clubs, big-time goals, played in a World Cup final, played Argentina. It has to suck. And this isn't a shot at NYCFC or anything. This is just in general talk. It has to suck to have an illustrious career like that and end it in a baseball stadium. Yeah. Like, like the layout was weird. The camera angles were weird. Like to end his illustrious illustrious career, yeah, I guess illustrious career, yeah, and to end it in a baseball stadium, like with the angles all weird, like the fans are like really far from you, but then like right behind the goal, in Queens, and right behind the goal, basically inside, it 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 was weird. I felt bad for him. I felt bad that his last like actual kick was a free kick that he like sent way over the goalpost. Yeah, like it was just. It sucked. It sucked to see him go out like that. Um, so I feel for him, man. What a crappy way to end your your career. It's probably not the ending that he anticipated, obviously. No, for um, sure. And, and you can't always get exactly what it is that you wish for in terms of your retirement, in terms of uh, what it is that your career is ending and what kind of note it's ending on. Uh, right. I, I know for sure this is probably the thing that he wouldn't have wanted to end with. But it is an illustrious career, by the way. I mean, look, he's he's made it to the pinnacle of every single uh, league or team that he's played for. Now, as far as winning it all in each of those uh, situations, I, that's obviously not the case. But he has made it to the tippity top of every single competition that he's played in other than the MLS. So that's what I think. No, I know. Look, you and I agreed that we're going to we're going to dedicate. A full episode to Iguain. Yes, they we stay are. With, with with Inter Miami, and we can really talk about this because I was really hard on Iguain for for a while, and I know you you weren't, so we could discuss that. But for today, we just wanted to discuss real quick a quick review of re, uh, an instant reaction of the mess that we watched today, the disappointment that we feel, and well, do you have absolutely anything else to say for the people on the very last episode on the very last day of the season? You know what? Finish it with this. How was it? You are brand new to the sport. This was your first full season, right? I introduced yeah, you to Inter yeah. Miami last year. I brought you to a game with me. You fell in love. You started watching the games from day one. You were a season ticket holder. Yeah. Give me, give me your reaction. Take it home. Listen, my reaction was I loved it. I loved it. And uh, from from the comparison of the other seasons, it's like we said before, we're playing with house money. We ended up making the playoffs when we were expected to be like in last place. So I feel like this was a, su- a success for myself as a fan because uh, my first season I was able to see a playoff game of this team. And it, it, overall, it was a success for the franchise and for the team to be able to get to the playoffs. We have nowhere else to look but forward, nowhere else to look but up. So I think that this is something that everybody, as far as an Inter-Miami fan, has their hat to tip to. 
because it's something that we can definitely look forward to in the future. I'm definitely looking forward to it, without a doubt. And I'm looking forward to buying that Ronaldo jersey when he comes here in January. Hey, got it. <laughs> With that said, thank you guys for listening. I will catch you next week when I can digest and decide if I want to join the 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 Phil Kill mob. Is Iguain for Messi or no? <laughs> I don't.